podcast focused on lessons learned via the musician's backstory, as well as building successful careers in the business. My name is Allison M., and I'll be interviewing artists and industry experts and offering insights based on events Wisconsin Music Ventures has produced. Let's get down to business. On this episode, I have with me here at No Studios um, talking with me Suzanne Singh with Rocket Cat and Mixtape and MKE. She is the lead singer and I believe the organizer, right? Uh, one of them. <laughs> one of them. Yeah, <laughs> we have yeah. a good partnership. Yeah, that's great. So thanks for being here, Suzanne. Thanks and for having me. Yeah. Uh, so tell me, I mean, tell me what you have going on with those groups first. Oh, gosh, you know, it was uh, not as quiet of a year as we thought it would be last year when things shut down. Um, we actually got some really interesting gigs on the back of the Rad Wagon, the House of Rad, took okay. us around a couple of communities. Um, the House of Rad? The House of Rad. They're what awesome. is that? Um, it's an artist collective. Cool. Uh, yeah, they're super, super awesome. The truck that they uh, that they load us onto has got really interesting like ironwork and stuff that some other artists had done um they refurbished this old truck uh so it's super fun um doing that we did a, a parking lot concert uh where everyone was like nice. spaced out you know with a parking space in between and they just kind of tailgated for our cool. show so where we was that uh that was at the jewish community center in White okay Fish Bay. cool um so we had we had some really interesting shows like that um some outdoor things uh so we actually we actually had more shows than i thought we would have last year great. and this year's looking pretty good um we're like you know we missed the first what three months or so but uh things are really starting to fly in now and we're almost on course with where we were in 2019 so um, yeah it's it's pretty exciting nice and so tell me about the groups that you're in rocket cat so what kind of music is that so Rocket Cat started about five years ago, uh, and it is, it's, it's alternative rock. Um, I guess it has a little bit of a prog kind of feel to it, just because our bass player and our guitarist are super into Rush and all these <laughs> <laughs> prog bands, but it works well. Um, it's a, I think it's interesting music. I don't, I don't think it's, um, it's super easy to understand. Um, we've, we've had a couple of people <laughs> recently say that our a lot of our songs are cinematic um you know they kind of it's it's kind of building and telling a story um rather than you know just a quick quirky mm -hmm. pop song um so i guess it's a it's a, it's a little more complex than than what's mm -hmm. normally on you know pop radio uh we've been doing that yeah for five years and we've got two albums uh out and we're working on the third right now and out of that group um because those of you in the music business know that original bands yeah. don't make a lot of money. Um, and we have a lot of things to fund, um, like studio projects sure, and, sure. and merch and cool stuff like that. Uh, so we decided to start uh, a cover band as well. Mm -hmm. And we decided to do 80s because, you know, we all kind of are children of the 80s and mm. love the songs. And that's been so much fun. Yeah. A totally different scene, uh, and I don't, I don't know if there's another band in town where the full band is both in the original scene okay. and the cover band scene. And so mixtape is the same. Uh, yeah, we're, so our, we started off with um, our drummer for mixtape 
was in Rocket Cat, and he just left. He's so busy working on mm-hmm. other people's projects. Um, so my son actually is our fill-in drummer right now cool. until he goes off to college, um, and then we'll we'll find another drummer. Um, but yeah, it's, it's essentially the same personnel between the two bands, which is nice because yeah. it's you know it's all the same equipment, it's all the same setup. We're um, it's, it's it's easy peasy. Um, but it's been it's it's just been really fun, yeah. and it's so it's so different. Um, you know, the forty-five minute gig versus the four-hour marathon. Yeah, <laughs> right, the, right. Um, you know, the people who are truly listening to what you're playing versus the you know being background music. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, it's it, it's all fun. It's all good. Keeping nice. me busy. So those are the two groups. Yep. And uh, and they're both active right now. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's great. So I'd love to find out more about your own background in music and and how did you. Um, start getting into singing so uh i think i started singing <laughs> whenever i could sing <laughs> nice. um so as a kid i just was uh always singing uh we had a great basement space uh at our house and i was the youngest of three and my brothers and sisters were always off doing stuff and i was kind of by myself so i would go down and put on like my parents old like judy garland albums Aww. and just sing my little heart out um probably thinking that no one could hear me <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I would just, you know, act out, uh, you know, sound music and yeah. sing all those those great old classic soundtrack songs. Um, uh, and then, you know, through high school, was in choir and madrigals, show choir, all that kind of yeah. stuff. And then, and um, where was this again? Uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. Nice. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not from here. Uh, so you know, I had big dreams. I wanted to be a USO singer and travel around <laughs> the world, performing for the troops with Bob Hope, that kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, you know, but my parents were uh, like, um, no, that's not going to happen. Um, and that, and that has, is actually a, a big part of my story and my journey is, uh, you know, this being, um, you know, a young woman at the time, I'm, I'm, I'll be 52 this year. Um, and so at that time, there was very much the expectation that you would go to college, mm-hmm. you would get a degree, you would get a job. You would find a husband, Mm -hmm. you would settle down in a nice community, you would have children, and that was kind of the end of the story. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, being a a good, uh, obedient (laughs) daughter, you know, that's what I did. So I I gave up music, and uh, I joined the Peace Corps, um, so at least I got a little of my worldwide traveling that I so craved. Um, You know, went to graduate school. got the job, you know, got married, had the kids, moved to the suburbs, that kind of thing. You know, fast forward to 20 years or so and just realized, you know, something was missing in my life and I wasn't quite living the life that I thought I should. Um, You know, again, once you get to that magical, Mm -hmm. perfect life, you know, Mm -hmm. with the family, the story kind of is is done. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, why I don't want to live out the rest of my life just Mm -hmm. that way. Mm Um, so, you know, music was always so exciting for me. And the, the, the strange thing that brought me back to it was my son, um, is a drummer and started performing out in the community Hmm. at a really young age. And so he's playing, he's played like five Summerfest spots. He's done state fair. He's done summer solstice. He's done baby bash. Like, Brady's, I mean, he's, he's done all these things, and I would, you know, here I am lugging his gear, you know, helping him set up, going, why, why is he, like, why not me? Like, this was my dream. How did my kid co-opt my, (laughs) my dream? 
Um, and so I thought, well, you know, what if I take a, some voice lessons and see if it's still if it's still in me? Do I still love it? Do I still feel excited and passionate about it? Um, so I took some voice lessons and I had a great instructor um, who was super encouraging. And then a, a friend heard about it and she was like, hey, how, how serious are you about this? Because I have a couple friends that I know who are starting a band, they need a singer. And I was like, uh, I don't know how serious <laughs> I am. Like, I don't know that I can do that. Can I be a suburban housewife, mo mother of three and a rock star? I don't know if I can do that. Like, those two worlds don't seem to work. Um, but I was like, what the heck, I'm going to do it. So I met these guys, and they were awesome. Uh, and we just started making music right away. And I think before we even played our first show, we were already recording our first EP. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Chris and, and Dave have just been, like, my best friends. And, wow. like, we've just been through so much over the last five years. And we work so well together. Yeah. Um, and everything kind of kind of blossomed from there. So I, I kind of fell back into music after a very long time of being away and realized, like, this this is what makes me a whole person. Yeah, that's, that's a great story. So um, so they already had the band formed? Was it already named? No, it was, it was interesting. Um, it was just kind of like a, hey, let's just get together and goof around. But um, Chris had all these old songs that, you know, from college, I think. I think, you know, we tend to have a little bit of an 80s sound, which the 80s band makes sense for us. Um, you know, the early 90s, yeah. late 80s kind of sound. Um, and I think it w there was no direction, really. It was mm -hmm. just like, hey, let's do this. But then we were like, we like these songs. This is good. Like, this, we should do something with this. Mm -hmm. And then we started, you know, getting photographs of, you know, like, let's have band promo photos mm -hmm. and let's try to get a show. Mm -hmm. And so it just kind of snowballed from there. And I'm a pretty ambitious person. <laughs> So I'm like, well, if I'm going to do it, let's do this right. You know, yeah. let's get lots of gigs and yeah. let's get cool gigs. And, um, you know, we wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun. Right. Um, I'm, I'm in the audio production at MATC and I had a, a, a music business class and we had to, you know, look at our, our music business and kind of come up with a business plan and really, really take a magnifying yeah. glass and focus in on what, what's there, what needs to be improved. And I, I remember sending a message to the guys going, um... So what I've discovered is our business model is built on friendship. I was like, that's a pretty <laughs> scary business model because we have no shared assets. Uh, um, but I'm like, that's that's kind of a crazy way to run a business is based on friendship. Uh -huh. But it works for us. So, and it's been, yeah. it's been amazing. So you stuck with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so are you in, in school right now for business then? Uh, for for Music? audio production. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've got one more class to finish up this fall and I'll be finish with my associate's degree yeah and it's it's not that um it's not that I had grand aspirations to be a studio engineer or a live engineer but I I felt like because I was in the studio recording and I was doing all these live shows I felt like I, I couldn't talk the talk I didn't understand the language that was being spoken and ended up deferring to the guys in the band all mm -hmm. the time and I I kind of hated that mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and I just I wanted to I just wanted I wanted to have knowledge of what I was doing and be able, you know, be able to walk in with confidence. Mm -hmm. And if I needed something to say mm -hmm. correctly what it was that mm -hmm. I needed, um, you know, I think there's uh, often, uh, you know, the stereotype of the lead singer diva just kind of right. popping in. And, and I'm like, I'm never going to be that. Good you know, I, you. I help load the gear. I've learned how to, you know, plug in all the stuff, <laughs> you know, I'll get there early. And we just got new lighting, so I'm learning the lighting system, how that works, and 
um, you know, I'll bring the drums in for a drummer. Like, you know, yeah. I'm just, I don't want to be plugged in that diva role, <laughs> stereotypical diva role. Good for you. I think um, other people listening to this are going to go back to their band and be like, did you hear about this? Hey, this you, can, you, can, you can unzip those bass drum covers and set up those cymbal stands. Yeah, she really knows what she's talking about. Yeah, and she's, or she's learning what she's talking about. Yeah. So good for you. I'm, I'm impressed by that. So, and, and what, is, what have you learned going through the program? What has it been like? Um, you know, well, I've learned I don't want to be a studio engineer. <laughs> 100% like that's not the job for me I have the props to those guys because I I couldn't I couldn't listen to the same thing over and over and over and over again yeah. um, and, and making it perfect like that um, what I have discovered is I you know I'm 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 good working with with people and I like artist development mm -hmm. um, and also working with my son and, and his groups and there's some um, young people at uh, in my community who I've kind of worked with over the years and I, I really enjoy that part mm -hmm. of the industry is kind of mentoring and mm -hmm. supporting people and helping them figure out it, you know it was it was hard when we first started up there's you know there's no map mm -hmm. when you start a band there's no road map there's no uh, uh, band manual you can open up and say oh well this is who we need to contact at these venues to get a gig and this is how much we should charge and this is what our contract looks like you know so mm -hmm. I had I had to learn all that fortunately I had some really amazing um, contacts who were kind enough to lend me um, their experience and their advice on getting things up and running but I you know in the back of my head I'm like this it just shouldn't be this hard mm -hmm. you know it should uh, there should really be more um, open resource sharing and uh, a sense of building other people up mm -hmm. um, instead of looking at things as oh it's, it's a scarce resource there's only so much pie that's available so I don't want someone else to take my pie mm -hmm. um, you know instead of that saying wow here's somebody who's just a nice person they're talented mm -hmm. what can I do to help them get up in the door mm -hmm. um, so I, I really have enjoyed that I've been um, you know just Kind of volunteering my time mm -hmm. to book bands for community organizations mm -hmm. and i really enjoy that i love working with young musicians mm -hmm. um so that's, that's kind of what i've learned in the program um mm -hmm. there's not many women in the program right. which I, yeah. I guess i was surprised about um you know it's mostly young average maybe 19 year olds mm -hmm. guys right which has been weird because right. <laughs> i could be all of their mother yeah 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 <laughs> I know I've uh, I've done some speaking at some of those classes and I, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's a it's a great program and it's a really um, uh, Emily Zimmer is a musician another musician who's been on this podcast and she went through the same program and she spoke very highly of it and she said it's one of those uh, the MATC Milwaukee Area Technical College uh, music industry program it, in general is just like an undervalued kind of oh, program. It's a hidden gem yeah. for sure. The the instructors that I have. Yeah. I, th I think they're, I think there's so much potential, but they're, you know, they're really stretched thin because the beauty of MATC, I think, it's not just kids going to college, um, you know, it's, it's what, what are the other supports that you need, you know, um, the, they were amazing through mm -hmm. COVID, um, just mm -hmm. making sure everybody was okay, mm -hmm. um, you know, do you got, do you got enough food, <laughs> do you have a stable place to live right now, um, I think they're they're really fantastic on making sure people have the students have the resources that they need to be successful in school, and mm -hmm. they really go out of their way 
to find the funding to support, you know, you don't have a laptop, we're going to get you a laptop. You know, you, you get online classes now. We want you to graduate. We want you to finish. We want you to get, you know, this, this develop the skills so you can go out and get a job. Um, so I think they're really, they're really great at that. But I think the teachers spend so much time mm-hmm. <laughs> not only teaching but, you know, kind of counseling mm-hmm. students um, that there's not a, a, a lot of time to, to promote the program. So I think people don't know about it and they don't know how incredibly skilled the instructors mm-hmm. are. I, like, I, it blew my mind. Like, if you look at their resumes and the stuff that they've mm-hmm. done and the albums they've produced and the, you know, TV and film credits they have, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it blew my mind. Like, why doesn't everybody know about this? And why aren't all musicians <laughs> trying right. to take classes Brooklyn. there? And it's affordable. Yeah, it's, oh, 100%. Yeah. They have an amazing, like, state-of-the-art studio. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, I love it. I love it there. The music program is good, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm, I'm really glad to know that, you, that you're doing that. That's, and thanks for talking on that. So how long have you been in Wisconsin now? Mm, let's see. 12 years? Yeah, almost 13, I guess. Okay. And were you doing music when you, at, at any point in Kentucky when you lived there? Uh, no. Okay. So, <laughs> not uh, I went to school in Florida, and I, okay. I did have a band. Uh, okay. A, a, you know, just a college rock band yeah. there, which yeah. was awesome. Um, that was just for a couple years before I left. Okay. So what do you think of the music scene in Wisconsin? Um, I mean, it's, it's cool. It's, you know, it's different because I didn't, I, you know, I had this, this scene in Tallahassee that I was part of, um, but it was mostly, you know, college kids, mm-hmm. and that's kind of all I knew. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on here. Um, it's, my son is, uh, does a lot of jazz, mm-hmm. so I've gotten to know that community really mm-hmm. well, and boy, those, <laughs> some of those guys have amazing backgrounds, mm-hmm. uh, have just done so much. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it's pretty vibrant. There's a, there's a ton going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I there again, there's this disparity between the original band scene and the cover band scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, people people like their cover bands and they're willing to pay more for it. So there's a huge pay difference mm-hmm. between the two. Um, mm-hmm. And it's I, and I would I would say in the cover band world, it's 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 more. I'm not, I'm not going to say clicky because I, I don't think people are closed off, but it's, def, it's there's definitely like this family kind of vibe. Like people mm-hmm. will all get together to go out and so somebody's got something new and you're part of the, you know, quote unquote family. Everybody's going to show up to support you. It's a, it's a really neat um, community that mm-hmm. exists in that world that I, I see sort of in the original band world, but that definitely is a little more clicky. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like people don't venture out a whole lot in to other performers and other groups, people kind of stick with what they know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's just I, I, just being in both of those worlds. It's, yeah, it's really been fascinating just to kind of see the differences um, yeah. between the two. Yeah, interesting. Um, and where do you typically perform? Is it mostly Milwaukee area, or is it other parts of the state? Uh, for Rocket Cat, it's mostly, I mean, we've done we, a couple shows up in Appleton. Um, we met some bands up there that we liked, so we, we booked them um, down, you know, hey, come down for the weekend, and we'll, we'll figure out how to book you on a Friday, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just great guys. We're like, oh, my God, we love you guys. Come down, and we'll hook you up. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, try to, we'll try to help you out and get your name down here. Um, uh, so Rocket Cat tends to stay around this area. Um, uh, mixtape, we've 
like we just had a show in Lake Geneva. Um, we've got one in some, I don't Muskego or? Yeah. Like, <laughs> from That's a place. Muskego, <laughs> one of those. Uh, yeah, so that, you know, we had a show up across from Lambeau Fields um, last year. Um, you know, so that, I feel like we, we're doing a little bit more traveling with mixtape than we are mm-hmm. with Rocket Cat. But, yeah. um, you know, we're all we're all older. We don't have, like, grand ambitions that we're going to be the next yeah. big thing. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. if something happens with our music, that's awesome. If not, it, it's it's for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And are you promoting both bands the same, like, in all the same places? Or yeah. do you have different strategies for No, and, we, you know, we probably could do a better job of, of promoting. Um, Everyone can. <laughs> I, you know, again, I think for us, like, what's, what's the, you know, we just have to keep coming, coming back to what's the end goal. I know, like, at the beginning, oh, I had such a hard time. I would get so frustrated with, well, why, you know, why didn't we get asked to play that festival? Mm-hmm. Or why didn't we get that write-up in the, the Shepherd Express? Or, mm-hmm. you know, why isn't that person responding to my emails, you know? And it was, it was really frustrating. And, uh, and, and I had, uh, you know person who was nice enough to sit down with me and we were chatting about stuff and she's like why do you care mm-hmm. you know what's what are you doing it for and mm-hmm. I really had to step back and say well I don't know am I doing it for popularity or am I doing it because I love music mm-hmm. and I want to create and I got something to say and you know it would be nice if people listen to it but I guess if they don't it's not I mean mm-hmm. It's not going to keep me from doing what I'm doing. I yeah. guess that makes sense. Good, good. So it's more of a, you know, we. I feel like we all just kind of want to create something. We want to do something. Right. Um, and it keeps us busy. We get to learn new technology and new things. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, um, I can just speak real fast on, on that. You know, I sometimes had people ask, like, man, I... I why didn't I get put in, like, you know, the Journal Sentinels, um, 40 musicians to, to listen to this year or something? Um, you know, it's, it's sometimes just, sometimes it's who you know. Sometimes it's, like, who they remember off the top of their head. Sometimes it's whoever emailed them last. Like, it, right. it could be any reason under this Well, some of it, it's, it's you it, know, it's a popularity thing. It, you know, it, it can't you, be, you know, you, yeah. you get the Facebook uh, things that say, hey, we're up for, you know, whatever the Shepherd Express best of, like, you know, and they have. 5,000 followers who all vote for them so they get it. It's just like, but are they really the best? I Right. And it's, that's questionable. is subjective. <laughs> and, you know, I even, I, when I worked in music journalism when I first started in music. And I remember, like, an editor that I worked with handing me, like, she had a whole stack of, like, music-related things. And she just, like, pulled, a, pulled something out of the blue. And she's like, here, why don't you write on this? There was no rhyme or reason to why she picked it. She just pulled it out of a pile. And, you know... That, and then all, the, all of a sudden that person got like a thousand people following her, going to her for voice lessons and like all this other business. And there was no rhyme or reason to it. Right. <laughs> and it, so sometimes you just never, there's, you just can't worry about that right. stuff. Right. And, so the, and yeah. I guess that's what I learned kind yeah. of the hard way was like, just stop worrying about it. Yeah. Like, who cares? Yep. You just got to keep doing what you're doing. I had someone and... else um, who's, I won't say who it was, but you know, someone who was running like a music kind of program thing. Mm-hmm. And he flat out said, he was, yeah, and he said, why do you care? He was like, it's Milwaukee. Why do you care? I was Mm -hmm. like, well, because this is my community. Mm -hmm. That's why I care. You know, but his perspective was, you know, so what? Go to another, you know, think bigger and go Mm -hmm. somewhere else. I'm like, I'm not not in a position where I'm 
can really go somewhere mm-hmm. else. And, you know, this is this is where I live. This is my home. Mm-hmm. And it matters to me mm-hmm. if people care, you know. Mm-hmm. But I had to, like, kind of step back and say, well, as, as long as we're having fun. Yep. Have fun and then, just keep working to get yeah, out there in other ways. And But, yeah, and then, you know, we're always going to second-guess ourselves, too. We're always going to say, like, yes, we could have promoted better. There's always things we could do better. But um, just got to keep learning and, and keep moving forward. And, yeah, yeah. So, But thank you for sharing on that. Yeah, that's and it, it is a valuable lesson to learn that a lot of other people probably think as well. So, so thanks for talking on that. Um, what have been some of the bigger challenges for you in music since you've been kind of re relearning it? Um, I would say probably the biggest challenge I have is um, with uh, in mixtape. So we we had another um, singer. So we you know we were trying to do male female you know so we can kind of cover all the bases. Um, and one of the things that I know I'm not strong at I'm not necessarily a front person. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really feel confident doing the whole hey everybody's having a great time come on dance <laughs> you know I just it's not my personality to do that yeah, yeah and it feels like awkward and forced and everything um so you know we had this other male singer who was phenomenal and he was so good at that stuff yeah oh my god he was he was it was awesome like he had you know has an acting background he was just so good at it so that's you know that's really been a struggle for me is um you know just trying to it's it's the in-betweens like during the song when I'm singing I'm totally fine but it's that in-between space where I get so self-conscious and I've heard other people say that too that it's just so awkward and um so we try to like keep everything super tight Mm -hmm. and just go from one Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and then I forget important things Mm -hmm. like you know our bass player will be like hey tell them about the show that's coming up like oh yeah we got a show coming (laughs) up so it's that's probably been my my biggest personal challenge is just getting over and trying to figure out like you know people are coming for an entertaining show and they don't necessarily want to see me just standing behind the mic waiting for my guitarist to tune like I've got to be able to say something or be engaging or hey don't forget to tip your bar (laughs) (laughs) you know something (laughs) I always appreciate that yeah yeah maybe I don't know write it in the set list or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we have done that before. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. That's a good point that no one has really brought up on the podcast before, is like making sure to have that flow in the in the show, I guess, for lack of a better word. And Right, and, that, and sometimes yeah. that's the difference in artists, right? Are right. they just performing or, or is it a show? Yeah. yeah. You know, have they put a little thought into it? Is, is You know, some people are so good at that, um, you know, uh, the singer-songwriters are yeah. just phenomenal. You know, it's like, let's tell a story and let's play a song. It's like, you know, really engaging and connecting with the people who are there. Um, you know, and it's that whole, like, trying to read the crowd, too. Mm-hmm. Like, are people like, get to the next song? Yeah. <laughs> Stop talking. Uh, so, yeah. It's, it's balance, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. What is one of the biggest lessons that you've learned along the way in music? Um, probably, you know, kind of what we've already talked Mm -hmm. about is just, you know, figure out why you're, why you're doing it. And otherwise you're you're chasing the wrong things, Mm -hmm. you know, like you can, you can chase, uh, I don't know, I just, you're making sure things are realistic. Are you, you know, are you chasing money? Mm -hmm. Are you chasing fame? Are you chasing likes on Mm -hmm. your social media? 
You know, are you chasing media tags? Mm -hmm. Are you chasing playlists? Like, mm -hmm. just to make sure whatever you're chasing is time well spent and that it's fulfilling. Mm -hmm. um, and you're not just spinning your wheels over something mm -hmm. that's in big picture isn't that valuable or important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well said. And then um, what advice would you maybe give to current musicians looking to get into it right now? Um, I'm trying to think of what I've told my, my young people that I've tried to encourage. You know, they're, I don't know, just that they're, whatever they're doing now is probably going to change. Yeah. Not, don't, don't get locked into something. Just create it. And if it, don't try to fit into something. Mm -hmm. Just do your, do your thing that makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's easier when you're younger, mm -hmm. you know, and if it was meant to be, if you're doing something different and maybe you're not going to get gigs because mm -hmm. it's different, well, maybe it's just not your time or it, you could be the thing that's more interesting than mm -hmm. what's already out there. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, just to make sure you're, if you can swing it, <laughs> to, to make the music you want to make mm -hmm. and not... Um, you know, like with us, with the cover band, mm -hmm. um, if it wasn't if it wasn't fun, if it wasn't music we love to do, like we're not gonna do song. Like, oh my gosh, so many people are like, play this song. We're like, mm -hmm. no, we don't do that song. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're not gonna play it because yeah. it's not going to bring us joy. Right. Um, and it's some songs are like super easy. It's like that's too easy. It's boring. There's yeah. songs that I'm like, oh, I love this song, and the guys are like, it's so dumb. It's like a, I'm gonna play the same chord through the whole song. I'm not doing that song. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> you know, and then I'll throw another one out, and they're like, oh, shoot. I, you know, some, a lot of those 80s songs, they sound simple, and then you yeah. start playing them, and you're like, what the heck were they thinking when they yeah. wrote this song? Um, yeah, but, you know, just to don't do something, you know, don't don't chase the money. Right. Yeah. Just do it, you know, for yourself, and hopefully it'll work out if you're passionate enough yeah. about it, and there's, and there's ways to figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I know with our, our song, it, uh, you know, I tried to introduce them to as many musicians as I knew to get their perspective on what it's like to be a full-time musician. Mm -hmm. And some were positive and some were negative. Some mm -hmm. said I wouldn't do it again. Mm -hmm. um, and so we were already kind of like, I don't know, if, like, I don't know if I really want to encourage you to be a performance mm -hmm. major, you know, because I don't know if you can mm -hmm. survive off of that. And then COVID hit. Right. And I was like, oh, shoot. Now you really know what's, what's happening yeah. to full-time musicians. But it was cool because he, like, he saw opportunities in it. And he ended up doing, like, audio production stuff. He taught himself how to edit and record. Right. And, you know, he just developed this whole new skill. And, like, he, you know, did his own recording. And then he realized he had to learn how to promote himself. And he had to write a bio. So he, you know, he kind of flipped that whole, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to be able to play to, well, there's other things I can do. And I can still make music. I'm going to figure it out. So that was kind of cool to see. Um, yeah. Is he in college right now? No, he's heading off okay. to uh, Berkeley School of Music in okay. the fall. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was Carmen Nickerson who was on one of the episodes on here uh, earlier. She said, you know, do music if it's the only thing you can, you can imagine yourself doing. And, and it can it can work. But yeah. only if it's it's the only thing you can really well, picture. Well, yeah. you know, as a parent, it's kind of it's like, I'm sure, you know, where yes. my parents were when I was like, I want to be mm -hmm. a singer. And they're like, uh, no. No, you're not going to be a singer. You need to, you need to make money. You need to support yourself. You're not going to do that. Um, you know, so, of course, like, the parent side of you was like, oh, shoot. Like, mm -hmm. are you, what are you going to do when you graduate? Mm -hmm. 
But, I mean, he's had it in him since, oh, my gosh, he was, like, seven years mm-hmm. old. Like, I could just, I'm like, oh, wow, this guy is, this guy's, this kid's a drummer. Mm-hmm. You know, he was beating on everything, and he mm-hmm. sounded good. I'm like, yeah. wow, this yeah. is, he's actually got rhythm. Um, and then something clicked when he was, like, 13. Yeah. And he just, like, absorbed all, like, all this really technical stuff and... You know, and then he started writing his own. I'm like, oh my gosh, how do you? I didn't know if you could play piano. I'm like, how can you? When did you learn how to play piano? He was like, oh, I don't know. I just, you know, I was working. Oh, there's yeah. a kid at school, and we'd go in the practice rooms, and he just started showing me chord structures and scales. And so I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, you kind of have to like just let them go and and explore their their dreams and hope it hope it works out. I, I wish my parents had done that, but whatever. That's part of my journey, and I yeah. made it back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're back here now. Yeah. 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 And so you were talking about, I love how you, you went back to MITC now and you're a little bit older doing the music thing. What is it like being, you know, like not a, you know, not a 19 year old boy at MITC? Not that they're boys, but 19 year old men. Oh, they are boys. It was, you know, it was kind of weird. Well, because I, one of our instructors too, and if he hears this, he'll get it, but um, he's also a 19 year old boy. <laughs> No, it's funny because, you know, somebody will inevitably say something in the class and then everyone kind of looks at me and I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. I have teenage boys. I'm not going to freak out. You know, something inappropriate or whatever. I'm just like, it's okay. I'm down. Um, but it's, I, I love going there because, uh, I, you know, I, I wasn't the typical student. So, you know, I mean, I look different from everybody else and I'm older than everybody else and I have a different background than everyone else. Um, but it was, it was yeah, it was kind of cool. It was, I just, I, I enjoy being around people who are different from me because I, I think it, I don't know, it's interesting to, yeah. to meet other people. And, um, you know, the biggest compliment I had was one of my, one of my um, classmates. It, we did this really intensive uh, um, audio techniques recording class in the studio. And we had all these bands come in and we're learning all the, the software and, and stuff like that. And and we, you know, we had to work as a team, and it was a small class, so we all got to know each other really well. And, like, the last day of class, he was like, Sue, you're a lit mom. And I'm like, oh, yes, I have been promoted to lit mom. I love it. I would, like, print that out on a business card. I was just, I was so excited. I they were really nice guy. Like, you know, and they'd want to show me pictures of girlfriends yeah. or, you know, some project they did. It was really just sweet kids and... Um, so talented, yeah. so much talent yeah. in that program, yeah. and they, you know, a lot of the, a lot of those kids knew so much more than I did going into it. So it was a little intimidating, yeah. um, just not being super tech savvy, not growing up, you know, with the technology right. that these guys have at their fingertips since you know they were little. Right. Um, so that was super intimidating. But the first class I took, <laughs> the kid sitting next to me was. Was he 16 or 17? He was doing a summer thing from oh, wow. high school. And I just had to had to keep asking him, hey, Sam, how do you do this? <laughs> and he would, like, roll his chair over and, like, help me, you know, just basic, like, tech stuff. I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> I'm stuck. Can you help me get out of this? Um, That's awesome. Yeah, but they're all very nice. That's great. And they've embraced you, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, some people are just like, what the heck? Why is my mom? <laughs> and one guy was like, you're the same age as my aunt. I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but you're cooler than their aunt because yeah. you're there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm the cool aunt. Yeah. The lit mom. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love lit mom. Um, and you, you picked a piece of music, 
I always say piece because I'm from a classical end, but um, a, a song. You picked a song called Life on Fire. Yeah. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that music? You know what's crazy? I was listening to it because I was like, oh, which song should I pick? I don't know. You know, because we've, we've got a couple of videos out there. I was like, eh, I don't want to pick the one, you know, that's already out there. Um, and so it was between two songs. Uh, and I, I love this one just because it's fun. It's mm-hmm. super fun to perform because it's like a high energy and stuff. The craziest thing happened, though, when I was listening to the words, I was like, oh, my God, I think I wrote this song for myself. Hmm. And I didn't realize that when I wrote it. Hmm. I, I, like, in my head, I pictured, I pictured me singing it to someone else, you mm-hmm. know. And then when I listened to the words last night, I was like, oh, my God, like, I, I wrote this for, like, my future self. <laughs> I'm kind of going through some significant life changes at the moment and uh i was like wow this mm-hmm. is i mean i i don't know if i maybe i knew that mm-hmm. i was getting ready to, to embark on this difficult mm-hmm. journey and i was it's it's really wild but it was very profound i was just going wow it's kind of blowing my mind a little trippy yeah. <laughs> so i write this for myself and i didn't i didn't realize it um wow that's a surreal experience yeah it was but, pretty crazy yeah. But kind of fun at the same time. So you'll probably think of it a lot differently. Yeah, absolutely. It. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's just a super fun song. It's the you know, I like I like kind of fast paced songs. Yeah. Um, I like slow songs too, but yeah. This one this one was just super fun. Yeah, yeah. And it came together really quickly. It was yeah. probably the fastest song we wrote. How long does that take you? Uh well it depends. <laughs> There's some songs we've been working on for a couple of years because I during you know, the pandemic, I just, I couldn't get motivated. Mm-hmm. Like our guitarist was like sending out all this stuff. Hey, here's an idea. Here's another idea. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's awesome. I, I don't have any ideas. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I don't even want to think about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was weird. Like I just, I, I, I don't know if that I, I just didn't have anything to write about mm-hmm. or I wasn't inspired or, um, you know, and then some stuff started happening in my life and I'm like, oh shoot. Then I started writing, like, I, you know, I look, but you know, I break it up into months mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've got like, you know, 10 to 13 pages every month that I've written so I just go back and I'm like what are the themes that I was just talking about like mm-hmm. what's going on in my head and you know how do I put that into a song mm-hmm. so um yeah it just depends some mm-hmm. things come really quickly and some take forever and mm-hmm. we just can't get past so we have to like set it aside and move mm-hmm. on to something else that excites us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um uh, speaking about um kind of moving on and like you know thinking forward uh, you you mentioned when we were first talking about this, like maybe we would do a part one and part two. So you have some things, some some plans upcoming. Can you divulge any of that information? Um, no. I, all I can say <laughs> is like it's you know it's interesting if you if you really it's so funny like our guitarist never pays attention. He's admittedly never yeah. pays attention to the words, right? Okay. And so he <laughs> at some point after our first EP, he was like, "Wow, this is." really heavy stuff and I'm like have you not been paying attention <laughs> he's like I don't know but can you next time can you write about like pirates or something fun and like a party or something he was like this is deep heavy stuff and I'm like why, why haven't you been paying attention my god but it's kind of cool because you from the first EP to the second album and then what's happening in the third you can kind of see this uh, if you're paying attention and if you're listening to the words um, you can kind of see this transformation that I've had over the past five years that's been really, really significant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of feel like I had this first phase and then the second phase, and now I'm in the third phase. Um, but, you know, that's, I, that's where I draw my 
lyrics from. It's just mm-hmm. kind of where I'm at at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so when I mentioned the, the follow-up, I'm like, well, maybe when we, when we finish this, the third album, I can come back and yeah. tell you about some of those songs. Um, Reveal the mystery. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you're on. We'll have to do a part two for All sure. All right. Yeah, awesome. And is there anything that we didn't talk about today that you'd like to discuss? Anything that we missed? No, I think we covered a, a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Well, thank you for taking the time today, and I look forward to following what you have coming up and learning about that that new album. So, yeah. Yeah, it'll be. I mean, they're all very personal to me. Yeah. So, if anybody's actually <laughs> listening yeah. to the words, yeah. <laughs> that's great to know. And so, thanks so much, Suzanne, for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was great. Life on fire Built from ruins Of tangled lives Burning slowly Battles raging in
Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll leave ratings and reviews for us wherever you're listening from. Visit themusiciansventure.com for more information on upcoming guests, show notes, and ways to send us your topic suggestions. The Musicians Venture Podcast is hosted by Allison M., recorded at Podcast Town in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, produced by Shannon Coulard, with theme music written and performed by Mike Neumeyer. Thanks again.